0: This is Autumn Miles, back with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? It's a beautiful day in the Dallas Metroplex. I am so, I love living here. It's it's such a great place to live. Uh, Thank you for listening. We have an awesome guest today. I'm going to get right to it because she is on Facebook. Fire for the Lord. A lot of you guys might actually know who she is, have heard of her, have heard of her work. We have today Lisa Turker. She is the president of Proverbs Thirty One Ministries. She's a New York Times best-selling author, uh, author of the best, yes, unglued, made to crave, sixteen other books, and she is has recently released um, the book Uninvited, which already I'm being inspired uh, by this book. So I want to go ahead and get her on. Welcome to the show, Lisa. How are you? Well, thank you so much, Autumn. I am terrific, and I so appreciate the opportunity to uh, be with you today. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so I want to get right to it. Um, tell me about Uninvited. Why did you write the book? What was the inspiration behind it? And what, what can you sort of tell us about it?
1: Well, I write about what I struggle with, and so if you look at the titles of my books, you can identify my issues, and I write from my own point of desperation because I feel like that leads to the deepest revelation, and people Mm. have got to know that the topics I write about, I've personally struggled and wrestled with in deep ways so that they know they can trust the advice that I give in the books, and so... That's really what inspired me to write Uninvited is that I've dealt with feeling less than, left out, lonely, and and really it comes from those times of rejection in my life. And I think we're all, no matter how saved, sanctified, mature, and free we are, I think we all are either trying to heal from a past rejection, deal with a present-day rejection, or we're fearing that an unexpected rejection could be around the corner. Hmm. So I wrote, I wrote Uninvited so that we can really know how can we survive a rejection without being completely traumatized.
0: And in the book, you talk about this story uh, about your father, and you really sort of go in depth about it. Uh, Why is it important to share that part specifically of your story with the readers? Well, when
1: my father abandoned my family, um, it definitely caused a deep trauma in my soul. And Mm. I think what happens a lot of times is we, I, I don't know, Autumn, you can tell me if you've ever experienced this, like... I'm just going along, today's a normal day. It's been years since i dealt with the trauma of my father. But today, somebody says something that makes me feel abandoned or rejected or hurt in some way. And all of a sudden, my brain travels back to the pain that my father caused me. And I bring that pain into today's rejection. (laughs) And I have an out-of-proportion reaction to the person standing in front of me because it's pain multiplied not just pain experienced in this moment. And so I just started recognizing in my life, like, I don't want to be dealing with triggers and traumas of past rejections and present moments mm-hmm. the rest of my life. Yeah. I want to go back to that original trauma, and I want to be healed once and for all. Amen. So that the present-day rejections, I can just keep the pain in proportion to the experience at hand.
0: And that is so insightful in our world. I feel like we're faced, and and I know you talk about this a little bit. I'd like to talk just about social media for a minute. We face rejection everywhere. Um, You know, if it's not from our dad in 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 the past. You know, Lisa, I was I've been divorced from an abusive man for fourteen years. Um. So so I understand that's that 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 depth of um pain of rejection and sort of isolation and loneliness and fear and all all of those, all of those sorts of things, but it stems from rejection. Um, So talk about uh, just the social media aspect of just, just the normal, some of us, you know, our, our dads have been with us for um, maybe, you know, they're still with us and they're still alive and they're still pouring into our lives. And uh, maybe we haven't felt um, that depth of rejection yet, but talk about sort of the rejection we feel on social media on a, on a daily basis.
1: Well, there's several components of social media that I think feed those core fears or core sensitivities to us experiencing rejection. Rejection doesn't have to be this big, epic relationship in our life like me with my father or you with your ex-husband. You know, it could just be that three of our friends got together last night, had dinner, and they didn't even invite us. And so... You pull up social media today, and one of the components of social media that, feared, that, that feeds this feeling of, I'm left in, I'm left out, I'm lonely, is that we are so hyper-aware of what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, in real time, we're aware that our three best friends got together without us. <laughs> and so, you know, that, and, and all of a sudden, it can, it can totally feel like, what's wrong with me? And that can quickly turn into, I'm not wanted. And so that's one way, like, we're so hyper-aware of what everyone else is doing. And it can also feel like the comparison game. That's another thing that social media does. When we're in a constant mode of comparing ourselves to other people, then we can really start to feel like their lives are shiny and perfect and my life is not. And so everyone else's marriage can look more romantic. Everyone else's kids can look more successful and more well-behaved. Everyone else's job or ministry or calling seems more successful than mine. And so that's the second component of this, is that we are living, like, we're all beating the drum, like, don't compare yourself to others, and yet, in reality, we live in a saturated place of comparison on steroids. Mm
0: -hmm. The third
1: thing that social media can really do is it can... (laughs) it can cause us to become a slave to other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. And so we post something on social media and we think it's kind of a covert brag session. Mm. It's like, we're not really bragging, but I mean, seriously, this is awesome. And then we're checking like how many people have liked it. How many people have (laughs) have said we're awesome. How many people have like said hashtag goals, you know? And so (laughs) we're, we're feeding this even in ourselves and, and it can feel just completely at the end of the day. We've had a lack of face to face loving interactions with people and a whole, we've invited a whole lot of opinions into our own private struggles and it's really complicated. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I'm telling people get off social media. That's right. not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying, might this be a place, might this be a window that we've opened in our lives? it's feeding this subtle sense of rejection that could today cause you who you're normally a very, very nice person, but all of a sudden you get on the highway and you're dealing with this subtle sense of rejection. Someone cuts you off and suddenly you're experiencing road rage and it's Mm. like, what in the world just happened? You know, or you, you, you know, like say something really targeted towards your best friend and you hang with the phone and you're like, why do I always sense I'm on the verge of a breakdown? Mm-hmm. Like Why do I sense that? And it's really because you're so close to a breakthrough of realizing rejection is affecting you. Let's deal
0: with it. Yes. And then you'll see a breakthrough. So good. This is so good because I just had a conversation last night with someone that was offended that they weren't invited to a party a year ago. The party was yes. a year ago and they're still freaking out that they weren't invited. They were un... no, they just weren't not invited. They, they weren't uninvited. They were not invited. Okay. So you make this statement in chapter four at the core of who we are. We crave the acceptance that comes from being loved to satisfy this longing. We either, we, we will either be a grabber of God's love or a grabber of people's love. If we grasp the full love of Christ, we won't grab at other things to fill us. This is an amazing statement. Explain that for me a little. Well, the whole premise of
1: Uninvited is not just to say, look how hard rejection is, but it's an invitation to live a little bit different. Hmm. It's an invitation to live with that deep sense of I am loved by a holy God who fully sees everything that I am, everything that I've ever done, And he looks at the core of who he created me to be, and he says, you are amazing. Mm. I created you to be completely full of my love. Mm. Therefore, you can walk into this world knowing we're going to have hurts, we're going to have traumas, we're going to have triggers, we're going to have times of feeling left in, left out, lonely. Yes, yes, yes. But here's the big difference. And honestly, Autumn, if if I could instill this into everybody today, if we could fully grasp how it, how loved we are by God, mm. and if we could wake up today and say, you know, today when I walk into the office, instead of me begging others for scraps of love, mm. I'm going to walk in so full of God's love that I'm going to walk in looking, who can I bless in this office, rather than, okay, who's going to make me feel good? Who's going to tell me my outfit's cute? Who's going to notice that I did my hair <laughs> different? Yes. Who's going to, like... Props to you, girl. Look what you did on social media last night. Or, whoa, Autumn, I think you are so awesome. That radio show just killed it. Drop the mic, right? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. I think for me, and I'm not saying this about you, Autumn, because I think you're awesome and whole and healed and all that. (laughs) I'm saying for me, like, I've got to be able to walk into my office today bringing the fullness of God's love so that I look at other people not as an opportunity of what they need to affirm in me, but I walk in saying, man, I'm going to bless everybody I touch today. Mm-hmm. And when you start approaching life from that perspective of learning how to truly live love, that is the quickest way to shame Satan and all of his rejection mm-hmm. back to hell.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that you said looking for scraps of love. Okay. Okay. That that is exactly this book is so practical because that is exactly what we do. We want we want a little piece of just just someone. Anyone love me when we don't understand exactly what you just said. We can walk into a room full of love and ready to give it out. That's um, wow. I love that scraps of love. Um, we're, we're a little bit uh, just just being time conscious here. So we've experienced rejection. Um, you, you know, we do on a daily basis. Uh, How do you break this cycle, Lisa? This is something that is so prevalent. Uh, How how do we break this cycle?
1: Well, I think we have to recognize that we're in a cycle. Mm. And here's how the rejection cycle presents itself to me. Somebody gives me a line of rejection. They say one statement, one line, L-I-N-E, that all of a sudden gets into the core of who I am. And suddenly, like, it hits me so hard this statement that they just said, that that line turns into a lie.
0: Mm. It's not
1: just like, hey, you weren't invited to that party a year ago. It's that, hey, have you ever noticed no one really wants you around? Okay, (laughs) so you see how that line has turned into a lie? Then Mm. that lie can quickly turn into a label. Mm. So suddenly the enemy takes that lie that I believe and puts a label on me like, well, you're not worthy, Okay. And it goes from like, I didn't get a party invitation to nobody wants you around to you're not worthy. That's the, that's the label I put on myself. And then it becomes a liability Mm -hmm. in all of my other relationships, even my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And I think it can kick us into this place where we constantly try to perform against. The, the lie that we believe, and we try to outperform it, just begging others, like, do you notice me? Am I worthy? Am I loved? Am I, am I going to be invited to the next party? And we run at a breakneck pace trying to achieve what God simply wants us to slow down enough to receive. Mm. God loves us fully, yeah. completely, perfectly, in Him, with Him, by Him. But we have to turn to Him and mm. say, God, where are the lines that have turned into lies, that have turned into labels, that have turned into liability, where are they in my life? Wow. And I wrote Uninvited to be that resource to help us discover where we need to go back and sit and let God infuse us with His love and give us that sense of, okay, I realized it was that party that I wasn't invited to a year ago, and you know what? I'm not going to let that continue to haunt me and hurt me and become a liability in my life.
0: Wow, that is um, so good identifying the problem um, you know it's so true that sometimes we walk around and we 'll see people or me me, myself, and I I have this problem too uh, you know you, you all of a sudden are angry, just like you've sort of said throughout this whole interview you're angry about something you don't know why identifying that there is a rejection that has taken place there, there's so much power in this. Just a couple more seconds left with you Lisa what, what is the main when we look at uninvited as a whole whole, what, what do you want to project out to everyone who, who picks this book up? Well, I think the
1: biggest thing that I want people to understand is that rejection feels the best of who we are by reminding us of the worst that's been said to us, mm. but we don't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. Instead of rejection, feeling the best of who I am, living with the fullness of the assurance of God's love. God's Mm. love reminds us of the best of who we are by reminding us of the most wonderful things that have been said to us. Mm. And so we have a choice. We can live in that pathway of rejection, feeling the best of who we are, or we can take the pathway of living fully in God's love, with God's love, returning to God's love, and He will remind us the best of who we are by enforcing the best of what's been said about us.
0: Amen. We're going to leave it there. Pick up the book Uninvited. It was just recently released. um, And I want you guys to go get it. You know, Lisa, I feel like we've we've you have helped heal some people today in our listening audience. And we praise God for that. Thank you so much for lending your time to the Autumn Mile show. It's such an honor. Um, And we pray great blessings over this book. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Autumn. It's always a joy to be with you. Thank you. Ugh, rejection. This could absolutely um, transform our our minds, our hearts. Um, if there is a healing, if we understand the healing component uh, behind it, uh, everything that she said is really transformational if you sit down and you you think through um, how eloquently uh, Lisa put it in in her interview identifying the problem uh, really really focusing in on, I, I thought that it was so good and I know the girls in the studio uh, are thinking this as well and, and Dan our sound guy who's who's amazing I, I saw him shaking his head as well um it's so amazing when we identify the rejection that took place. Um, you know, we can use and fuel God's love uh, to heal it. I mean, you think of all of the people in the Bible uh, that were rejected, and, you know, Jesus sort of came in with his love. I mean, I, I think of Zacchaeus right now. Um, you know, he, he, he was up in a tree because he felt like he couldn't be accepted by Jesus because he was so holy. Um, The woman at the well who, who was standing there, she had, she had been rejected by multiple men in her life. And there Jesus came and had sat with her and showed her, listen, um, I've come to give you living water, uh, which really made her a missionary in, uh, in her little town. It was, it was amazing what, The acceptance of Christ did um, to sort of counteract those feelings of rejection. I mean, I think of the woman who was caught in uh, the midst of adultery, and you know, all of the Pharisees and Sadducees has had gathered in the court, and uh, we see this woman who, I mean, I, I mean. The story itself is just brings chills down my spine that that religious religious leaders would even do this brought her in the midst of adultery. So she was probably in the midst of intercourse I mean we don't want to get too graphic here Uh, but grabbed her brought her to the to the middle of the court and there Jesus stood Um, I absolutely cannot imagine the type of rejection um, that she was feeling in that minute and they were all ready to stone her Um, and there Jesus stood and um, didn't didn't condemn her. Those that are without stone cast the first stone and slowly, slowly, slowly they left again. Jesus to save the day in um, in this sort of battle of rejection. So um, the book is called Uninvited. And, um, I want you guys to definitely go, uh, grab it and get it and, uh, and, and pick it up. I know it's kind of everywhere, uh, books are sold. You can get it, um, really, really encouraged by her. I want to tell you just a little story about my rejection. If I can, <laughs> I, um, when I was, uh, going through my divorce and I, and I'm praying, I'm not telling you this just to whatever I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this cause I, cause I, I want to talk about church rejection here just for a second because, um, church, church wounds run deep and, um, I grew up in a Christian home and my dad was the pastor and, um, married a guy for those of you that know the story that, that, that listen quite often married a guy when I was, uh, very, very young, 18. And, um, he, he turned out to be an abusive man. He was abusive while we were dating, but it got, it got much more severe once we, we got married and it was in that marriage that I sort of found, um, Jesus, you know, I knew of Jesus. I had asked Jesus to come into my heart as a young kid, but never really started the relationship, if you will, found Jesus in that marriage and, um, I remember um, the, the abuse from my husband didn't stop. It actually escalated. It would pause at times, but then it would re-escalate. And um, I knew that I, I sort of needed to get out of the marriage for for safety, just just f- for safety reasons. Um, went took it to to my church, and you know. Um, I'm not trying to judge anyone out there, but you know, they chose, um, his side rather than mine. And, um, there came to a point where they sort of kicked me out of our church because, because of the, the divorce situation, me wanting to separate and, um, and things like that. They, that, that wound in my spirit, um, was severe. And there I stood, I was 22 years old and I was sort of, I felt like the woman that was in the center court that was, um, t- the Pharisees and Sadducees were all around me and there were stones. And, um, I was sort of sitting there, you know, waiting for Jesus to condemn me. I was, uh, I was all alone rejected by everyone and he didn't, he didn't. Jesus stuck by me and really sort of put my life together um, after that time. But that severe sense of rejection when everybody leaves you and you're sort of standing there completely alone. You are not alone. The Lord is with you. And really in those moments of rejection, um, we find our greatest acceptance. I know in my life I have um, found that, um, the rejection of man is okay because it's in those tender moments that we find the acceptance of Christ. Um, you know, if, if all of those people wouldn't have rejected me when I was in, in that state of very state of turmoil, I don't know if I would have really accepted, welcomed the acceptance of Christ, because up until that point in my life, I had rejected Christ. I had not sowed in a relationship with Christ. I had not said, you know, God, Jesus, you are king of my life. I had rejected him. And it's so interesting and so beautiful how um, when we face our deepest rejection, That we can find our greatest acceptance. God was not offended that I rejected him. Of course, he always wanted a relationship with me. He didn't stand there when I was ready to be accepted by him and sort of look at me and judge me and say, how could you? I've been waiting here since you were 11 years old. Where have you been? Quite the opposite took place. I was able to start and move in a path of complete acceptance, complete confidence, um, complete assurance that this God, even though I had let him down and was really projecting a lot of consequences on myself that I thought he was dictating to me, um, wasn't happening at all. He was not Condemning me for rejecting him. Rather, he just stood there and waited to meet me exactly where I was at. So, in that And that rejection, I found, um, my greatest acceptance, um, rejection hurts. Um, it's very, very hard. You can completely heal from it. Um, I know Lisa was talking about the relationship that she had with her dad and how, um, you know, that was a real, when he left, you know, that, that, that leaves a big wound. There's, we've got a lot of daddy issues happening in our culture. We got a lot of mommy issues happening in our culture. It's not just the dads. It's also the moms. Um, I know a lot of children are trying to live up to their parents acceptance. And, uh, uh, you know, our parents were not, we're not perfect. Okay. Um, but, um, it's a beautiful thing when, um, God can sort of shine his light on your situation and your parents acceptance. You don't, you don't value it as much as you value the Lord's. I love that. She said, uh, and we, we talked about this just for a second, the scraps of love. We're walking into a situation and we're trying to find a scrap of love that someone will throw at us. um, When really we can walk into your day, um, an opportunity, whatever, completely whole and stun everyone. Um, And let, let's just leave it there. Um, Walk into your day whole, walk into your day with the love of Christ. Um, Don't, 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 Lower yourself to the standard of the scraps of other people's love. Um, walk into your day full of of Jesus's love because it heals. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you right back here on the Autumn Ma show.